since I um, was unable to be in one of the podcasts a few weeks back, I, I decided I'm going to make it up by having the Blake Bridges bonus show today. So this is this is going to be played after our last podcast, and I'm going to be discussing the playoff picture in the NFL right now. So I will have a special guest on the podcast, and, and I'll ask him for feedback here and there. Um, he's a um, former semi-pro football player for the Fairgrove Eagles, and would you like to introduce yourself, sir? Hello, sir. This is David. How's it going? Now, many of you guys don't even know, need to know his last name to know who this is. This is the second best David that was on our team, behind David Aplonic. Mr. David Gravy Perryman. He was a um, starting, what was it, right tackle? Is that right, <laughs> sir? He was a starting right tackle for Fairgrove um, his senior year. He didn't start his, his junior year. He started JV then. But I digress. Um, so... David, what does it feel like to be amongst one of the greatest linemen to ever come through Fairgrove and me? Who's that? Blake Bridges. Never heard of him. Who is that? Now, see, I started three years here. All right? Two and a half. I started two and a half years here and was supposed to go all state this year. Some complications happened. Everybody knows about that. But anyways, <laughs> what is your opinion on the, um, the playoff picture? this year and and going going to the AFC East, do you think Buffalo has a chance at being number one in the AFC East or do you think New England's locked it down for sure? Um I think I think New England's probably locked it down for sure. They're only one game ahead but New England has like the easiest schedule in the league in my opinion. They play so many bad teams over and over and over because they get to play Miami and New York twice, which is just it's unfair for a lot of teams. But Buffalo is definitely a, a top-tier team, and they'll be in the playoff picture for sure this year. Yeah, I, I, want, I want to see them go far because, honestly, behind the Chiefs, they're my favorite team in the AFC. I know a lot of people like the Ravens, but, I mean, I'm usually I'm usually rooting for the underdog. So, like, I, I'd, ra- I'd rather see Buffalo in the Super Bowl than someone like the Ravens. But, I mean, the NFC is just... It's just a powerhouse, I feel like. There's so many good teams in there. And sometimes the records don't don't show that. Like, you could say Dallas is, I mean, their talent is insane. They, they just have really bad coaching, and they're in a really tough uh, conference in the NFC. I mean, not the NFC East, but, like, in general, the NFC is really tough. Yeah, it is. And, um, but going back to the AFC, the worst... The worst conference in the AFC, in my opinion, is the AFC West, with the only winning record being with the Chiefs, and the second place team going six and eight. I think the hardest, in my opinion, the hardest um, division in the AFC would be the AFC South, just because Indiana or uh, Indianapolis, Tennessee, and Houston are all pretty decent teams, even if Indianapolis's record doesn't show that. So, what, what what would you say is the hardest division in the AFC? Um, probably definitely the AFC South. AFC North is, every once in a while it's competitive, but the Bengals just make it towards it's bad, and then the Browns make it towards bad. But you have Baltimore and Pittsburgh, which are two pretty dominant teams 
not this year, of course, for Pittsburgh. Still having a winning record, but not the best. But, yeah, AFC South is just so good. They have Jacksonville, who a couple years ago was – they were on top with their defense, but they're in, they're just in the ditch now. But, like you said, Indianapolis, Tennessee, Houston, they're all pretty, pretty above-average teams. I mean, Indianapolis is having a losing season this year, but that's just because they got a new young quarterback running the show. And I think next year they're going to be – they're going to be up there. Going back to um, Jacksonville, back when they had that dominant season, you were a fan of them, weren't you? Were you? Would you consider yourself a bandwagon? I would not. I said their defense was good, and that was from day one in the preseason, yeah, and it it showed throughout the season. You but almost bought a Leonard Fournette jersey if I wasn't if I wasn't mistaken. That you are mistaken. <laughs> I don't I don't believe I am. But how did you but become we'll, a Chiefs fan again? We'll move on. I was a Chiefs fan when Alex Smith was there, so uh-huh. it was before Mahomes. They're Anyways, anyways, sir, I will kick you out of my recording studio. Anyways, going to the NFC. The NFC East is a joke. The Dallas Cowboys are seven and seven. Philadelphia is seven and seven. Giants are three and eleven, and Washington's three and eleven. It's terrible. It, it it almost makes me think that they should change to the playoffs to where to where if you don't have a team in your in your division with a winning record. Then, then the next best team in the NFC gets that playoff spot, because Dallas does not belong in the playoffs, in my opinion. They're they're gonna they're gonna be out in the first round by a lot. So, I think I think you give it to someone like Minnesota. You give it to someone like the Rams or Tampa Bay. Even they're seven seven, but I'd rather see them in the playoffs than Dallas, because they're probably gonna lose round one anyways. I mean, yeah, like. If if Chicago was in the NFC East, they would be the best team there, or one of the best, because they're seven and seven as well. That's just crazy to think that they that a team that has the same record as Chicago and the same record as uh, Tampa Bay could be a division leader. It's 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 messed up, and I think they should change it. I mean, quite obviously, the the hardest division in all of the NFL right now is the NFC West, with three winning record teams. Uh, the the Seahawks, San Francisco, and um, the L.A. Rams, and even I would even say Arizona is not a bad team. They they just I mean they're in a really tough spot. Kyler Murray. What about him? He's trash. He's not that bad. He's just not that good. I would take him over the other Oklahoma quarterback. Baker Mayfield. Absolutely. I, I'd honestly just sweep them both under the table and find someone else. What Josh Rosen? <laughs> Sam Darnold. Actually, Sam Darnold. Not terrible. He's in a bad program right now. I think that's that's why he's not as hot as he should be. I think I think out of that um, that whole like group of guys, I think Josh Allen's the best out of them. Because uh, wasn't he drafted last year? Uh, I believe so. Last year, or the year before last. Yeah, he was. He's he's really good now, and he's led his I mean, he's team to really what? Good, they're, they're they're ten and four. Yeah, they're so. ten and four, and. He just gets it done. He has, what is it? Here, let me check real quick. Yeah, so Josh Allen's thrown for 2,800 yards so far. He has, um, what is it, 18, yeah, 18 passing touchdowns and um, nine rushing touchdowns. He's rushed for 467 yards. And, he had, I mean, he has a 59% completion rating, which is not great, but 
Yeah, I mean, you can't put that all on him, you know? Yeah, the only, the only thing that concerns me is turnovers. He's got, what is it, nine interceptions thrown this year. He's been sacked 34 times, which is definitely rough. And he's he's fumbled the ball seven times, which you can you can take with whatever you want from that. I just I don't like to see a guy turn the ball over so much. And um, I think part of the Bills' success is picking up a guy like Cole Beasley. I know the um, Patriots really wanted him, but him going to the Bills really balanced out that division, in my opinion, because he he's I mean he's only got 670 yards, but that's because they have. Um, uh, what's his name? John Brown on their team, and he's he he's has over a thousand receiving yards this season. So I mean, they got weapons. It's just I think he's young. Give him a couple years, and he'll be really good. What I like to see is is the pair of running backs they got back there. They got they got rookie Devin Singletary, who's who's doing really good this year, especially for a rookie. He's got over seven hundred yards. He's he's only got two touchdowns, but. Receiving-wise, he has, what is it, he's got almost 200 yards, which isn't insane to see, and he's got, he's, he's got two touchdowns there as well, so four touchdowns, but I, I like to see Frank the Tank, Frank Gore, he's got nearly 600 rushing yards, but he's got four, he's got two rushing touchdowns, but receiving-wise, he doesn't really do anything, he's only got about 80 yards in, in that area. Yeah, and I mean, their defense is pretty decent too, I mean... Uh, what's his name? Tremaine Edmonds has 104 tack, uh, total tackles, and uh, let's see. Poyer has 94. Milano has 88, 71, 65. I mean, these guys are just—they're all pretty like above average, I'd say. That is that is fairly true. So I mean, even if their offense can't get done, they're definitely gonna put up a fight on defense. So I'm going to go ahead and um, cut it off there. We've reached about 10 minutes. I think it's good for the bonus show. David, um, say goodbye to the viewers for me. Thanks for having me on the show, boss man. See you later.